Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 4th of August. India today added over 52,000 new cases of COVID-19, marking the sixth consecutive day when the new cases have increased by over 50,000. The country's total caseload is now more than 18.5 lakh. The death toll due to the virus is close to touching 39,000 with more than 800 fatalities in the last 24 hours. The country's recovery rate, however, has risen to 66.31%, while the death rate has dropped to 2.10%. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court has directed the centre and the states to continue providing timely old-age pension, masks and sanitizers, and essential goods and services to all senior citizens living alone. In a spree of political figures testing positive for COVID-19, former Chief Minister of Karnataka Siddharamaya has now contracted the deadly virus. The minister said that he has been admitted to a hospital and is doing well and is stable currently. Chief Minister B.S. Yadirappa is also undergoing treatment for COVID-19 at the same hospital. He was admitted on Sunday night and doctors said that he is doing well and is clinically stable. Meanwhile, Tripura Chief Minister Biplab Deb on Monday night said he was going into self-isolation after two of his family members tested positive. Deb, however, has tested negative now. Also, after testing positive for the virus on Monday night, CPIM leader and former MLA Sunnam Rajaya succumbed to the virus today. In Maharashtra, the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation, in its revised guidelines for Unlock 3, has allowed shops in the city to remain open on all days on both sides of the road. Earlier, the shops had to follow an odd-even formula for opening. The civic body has also permitted the sale of alcohol. Also, the Maharashtra police have reported three coronavirus deaths and 231 cases in the last 24 hours alone. As we await Independence Day on August 15th, the Sikkim government has announced that celebrations for the 74th Independence Day will be subdued due to the COVID-19 outbreak. The event will be held on a smaller scale with a limited number of invitees and will be live-streamed across various digital platforms. Sikkim has so far reported 688 cases of COVID-19. In Punjab, the government has collected a whopping 15 crore rupees in fines amid the COVID-19 pandemic for violations ranging from not wearing masks to spitting in public and to flouting home quarantine rules. The lion's share of the amount, that is 14.90 crore rupees, came from those not wearing masks in public places. More than 3.5 lakh people were fined in the state and 1,460 FIRs were registered for these violations. Meanwhile, Rajasthan, Arunachal Pradesh, Telangana, Odisha and Puducherry are showing little or no signs of improvement in the spread of the infection. For tomorrow's foundation-laying ceremony of the Ram Temple in Ayodhya, Uttar Pradesh, Prime Minister Modi will be performing the rituals. Modi, along with four others, will be on the stage at the mega-event organised in the middle of the country's fight against coronavirus. According to the Ram Temple Trust officials, Prime Minister Modi will lay a 40-kilo silver brick to symbolise the beginning of the construction of the Ram Temple. The General Secretary of the Trust, Champat Rai, said on Monday that the invitation list for the ceremony had been prepared only after discussions with BJP veterans like LK Advani and Murli Manohar Joshi. Sadhus from Tamil Nadu have brought two bricks made of gold and silver which Sri Ram in Tamil etched on them. Both will be donated to the Ram Janmabhumi Tirth Kshetra Trust. The gold brick weighs 5 kilos and the silver one weighs 20 kilos. Religious rituals ahead of the event have already started. 
Barricades are in place and only those who have received security coded invites, that is around 175 guests, will be allowed in the Bhumi Poojan ceremony. Among the 175 invitees to tomorrow's function, 135 are priests and spiritual leaders. Iqbal Ansari, a litigant in the decades-old Temple Mosque dispute, was the first person to be invited. He said, and I quote, I will certainly attend it. The dispute is over now after the court verdict. Unquote. The ceremony will be live telecast by the national broadcaster Doordarshan. In a boost to the freedom of press in India, the Calcutta High Court on July 30th underlined that it is the fundamental right of a reporter to publish news of any illegal activity in an honest way and added that proper reporting can help the administration act against offenders. According to a report in the Times of India, the observation came when the court was hearing an anticipatory bail plea of a journalist from Bengal's Birbhum. The report by the journalist on illegal sand mining had prompted three FIRs against him. The division bench of Justices Bibek Chaudhary and Soman Sain granted bail to the journalist. To know more about the matter, please read Ayan's detailed report on the issue titled Press must make public aware of any illegal activity to assist administration in taking action. Calcutta High Court. You can read the piece on our website newslaundry.com. I want to take a moment to express my gratitude on behalf of Team News Laundry to each and every News Laundry subscriber for their support. It is what keeps us going. For those of you who have no clue what I'm talking about, well, News Laundry is a reader-supported news and media critique platform that is 100% free of advertisements. The reason being, we, including our subscribers, believe that media cannot serve true public interest unless it is independent. News Laundry is solely answerable to its subscribers and not advertisers or sponsors who can influence news to serve their own interests. So if you want to be a part of the News Laundry family, hit the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. In fact, today happens to be our co-founder Abhinandan Sekri's birthday. And he says you can show him some love by buying a subscription to News Laundry. Thank you in advance. With the pandemic limiting the availability of alcohol across the country, police in Andhra Pradesh's Prakasham district on Monday said that they have identified at least 235 people who have become addicted to consuming sanitizers. Last week, 16 people in the district's Kurichiru Mandal died after consuming sanitizer. SP Siddharth Kaushal said that on Sunday they had identified 35 people and another 200 on Monday who have been consuming sanitizers. He said and I quote we are in the process of identifying more people it is an ongoing process and we are continuously engaging with them counseling them and telling them about the dangers of consuming sanitizers unquote as most of the areas from where such incidents have been reported have been identified as containment zones all the liquor shops in these areas have been shut the police are going door to door in these areas to find out if any of the family members are consuming sanitizers the sp said and I quote again Till a few days ago if liquor shops in one area were closed they remained open in other areas but it is a unique situation here as all liquor shops in the three mandals are closed due to covid-19 restrictions there are a large number of liquor addicts in the area who drink daily a beggar gave them the idea of consuming sanitizers while gel sanitizers are costly the liquid one is cheaper compared to liquor unquote police officials are currently seizing the sanitizers from the addicts All those who are now consuming sanitizers are extremely poor daily wagers, beggars or laborers. Officials also said that a sanitizer party was held in Kurichiru last week. 
The Reserve Bank of India has approved Shashidharan Jagdishan as the next Chief Executive Officer of the HDFC Bank. The private sector lender received the RBI's approval letter on Monday night. Jagdishan is currently the additional director and head of finance and human resources at the bank. He will take over from Aditya Puri, who will step down as the bank's longest-serving CEO ever since he took charge 26 years ago. Puri is set to retire by October this year. Jagdishan was the bank's top choice amongst the three shortlisted candidates, with Kaizad Barucha and Sunil Garg also in the running. In November, the bank had constituted a six-member search committee to find a replacement for Puri and had hired Egon Zender for assistance. Puri himself was an advisor to the search committee. A two-day curfew has been imposed across the Kashmir Valley ahead of the first anniversary of the revocation of Jammu and Kashmir's special status under Article 370. The decision to impose the curfew in Kashmir came as Jammu and Kashmir authorities apprehended violent protests in view of plans by separatists and Pakistan-sponsored groups to observe 5th of August as a black day. The order issued by Srinagar District Magistrate Shahid Iqbal Chaudhary said the curfew will come into force with immediate effect and shall remain in effect today and tomorrow. It also added that the lockdown in Srinagar district imposed to limit the spread of coronavirus will remain in force till August 8th unless revised earlier. However, the order said that people will be allowed to travel for medical emergencies. Medical staff working in facilities to fight COVID-19 will be permitted to travel provided they have a valid pass. And now for some international updates. More than 18.28 million people around the world have contracted the deadly coronavirus. Out of these, 693,000 have lost their lives to it. However, more than 10.9 million have recovered. The United Nations General Secretary Antonio Guterres said that the coronavirus pandemic has created the largest disruption of education in history, affecting nearly 1.6 billion students in all countries and continents. He also said that an additional 23.8 million children and youth could drop out or not have access to school next year due to the pandemic's economic impact alone. Contrastingly, the United States President Donald Trump on Monday said that his country was doing very well in its fight against the coronavirus pandemic, while India was having a tremendous problem battling the health crisis. He said, and I quote, Don't forget, we're much bigger than India and China. China is having a massive flare-up right now. India has a tremendous problem. Other countries have problems. Unquote. Parroting his earlier demand, the president also tweeted, open the schools in his classic all-cap style on Twitter. After the Brazilian president Bolsonaro's wife, now it is his chief of staff, Army General Walter Souza Braga Neto, who has tested positive for COVID-19 and is currently under isolation. Neto is the seventh Brazilian minister to have contracted the disease so far. Last week, another one of his ministers had tested positive for COVID-19. Bolsonaro himself had contracted the disease, but his latest test showed that he was no longer infected. Meanwhile, Latin America and the Caribbean passed 5 million coronavirus cases. Based on this, Latin America is now the world's worst-hit region in terms of COVID-19 cases. North America sits at the second spot with 4.8 million cases, followed by Europe and Asia that have registered about 3 million cases each. In the UK, over 900 new cases were registered in the last 24 hours. With this, the total number of infections in the country now stands at over 3 lakhs. After new strict measures were implemented to contain the spread of new infections and new hotspots, mainland China and Hong Kong on Tuesday reported fewer cases. This is the first time in almost two weeks that new cases have fallen into double digits in Hong Kong. 
In Philippines, more than 27 million people on the main island of Luzon, including the capital Manila, went back into a partial lockdown for the next few weeks to come. People have been told to stay home unless they need to go out to buy essential goods after the number of recorded infections surged past 100,000. With only 24 hours notice of the shutdown, many people found themselves stranded in Manila and unable to get back to their hometowns after public transport and domestic flights were halted. The head of the German Doctors' Union has said that Germany is already contending with a second wave of COVID-19 and risks squandering its early success due to flouting of social distancing rules. The number of daily confirmed infections has ticked up steadily in the recent weeks, with health experts warning lax adherence to hygiene and distancing rules among some of the public is spreading the virus across communities. In the latest altercation over the TikTok controversy, the Global Times, which is the official mouthpiece of China's ruling Communist Party, said on Tuesday that China will not accept the theft of a Chinese technology company. This was in response to Washington's move to push ByteDance to sell TikTok's US operations to Microsoft. The state-backed paper said that America's bullying of the Chinese tech companies was a consequence of Washington's zero-sum vision of America first and left China no choice but submission or mortal combat in the tech realm. It added that China had plenty of ways to respond if the administration continues its plan of smash and grab. Microsoft Corporation had said on Monday that it was in talks with ByteDance to buy parts of TikTok. This came after US President Donald Trump reversed course on a plan to ban the app on national security grounds and gave the firm 45 days to strike a deal. US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said over the weekend that Trump would take action shortly against Chinese software companies that shared user data with Chinese government. Meanwhile, the Chinese Global Times newspaper said that the US treatment of ByteDance and Huawei technology, now on a US trade blacklist, was indicative of the US's efforts to separate its economy from China's. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. In the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders, Ayush and Basan joined me to discuss their second report in the Newslaundry Sena series on the Delhi Police's investigation of the deadly communal carnage that engulfed the national capital in February this year. The new report deals with the murder of Shahid Alam on February 24th during the riots. The Delhi Police's crime branch arrested six Muslim men for the murder based on eyewitness statements by three migrant workers, all of whom told News Laundry that their statements were fabricated. Do give the episode a listen and also do read Ayushan Basant's report. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.